Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rumhaven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rumhaven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality shows back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some rum haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. Hey, everybody. Reporting live from <sighs> Compound. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, the past 24 hours have sucked. Oh, boy. I mean, that's, that's putting it lightly. That's yeah. putting it lightly. This is, um, I mean, it really is... Uh, because you know what happened? I think it became real for a lot of wrestling fans. I think this whole COVID thing really... I, people knew it was around and that it was affecting the world on a scale. But 
you know, a lot of diehard wrestling fans, especially ones that like we deal with and who listen to our show and stuff. This, the world of wrestling kind of is, is that, you know, it's, they, it doesn't really, nothing really outside that bubble really affects a lot of our, our, our listeners or our mutual friends and whatnot. And um, like, for instance, sports get canceled. They're like, okay. So, you know, and um, we saw they're all, they're all multimillionaires. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this is the, uh, this is, I think this made it real. For a lot of people, and because um, if you think one thing you noticed uh, during every single one of the, um, I don't know if every single one, but a lot of them, if not the majority of them, all like the post messages that a lot of the release superstars said, they all end similarly saying, "Take this seriously," and I think there's something to be said to that about that. And um, going back to what you said, being a dark day, I can't think of a darker day in wrestling other than when somebody dies, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously can, you know, you can compare it to when someone dies, you know, or you cannot compare it to when someone dies. Uh, but I think that, yeah, I mean, when it comes to just people being fired, uh, yeah, I don't think it is comparable. I mean, I was talking to someone yesterday and, you know, the last time I can even remember something like this happening and not even to this scale was a few years back when Cody and Hornswoggle and Santino and Zeb Coulter and but that wasn't uh, even close Cameron dude. and that was just a post WrestleMania kind of cleanup if my memory serves me correctly yeah. um, which they hadn't also seen for a long time up until that point so uh, and and that doesn't even compare I mean this is just you know I know that there's the front facing people the people we know. The people that, you know, the general public knows, um, all the wrestlers, talent, yeah. which we'll get into. Um, but, I mean, it's not just talent who are affected this time, you know, in this. Nope. You know, I mean, like, it, you know, it goes deep. People in the office that are, from what I heard, the people in the office are furloughed until July 1st, I want to say. Um, early July is what I'm hearing, uh, is what they were told. Um, at least a lot of them seemingly were told that. Um, so um, that's a long time to not have a paycheck. You know, that's a long time for that. You know, yes, obviously the talent is going to have paychecks still. They're going to get paid for three months, the ones that got released, just like they would if they've been released normally and they have their 90-day no-compete clause. Um, but this just goes so deep. I mean, it, it's... It's like, I mean, something like this rocks the entire industry. It's not just, you know, WWE fans. This is like an industry rocking situation. And it all started yesterday morning. Uh, Vince McMahon held uh, a brief conference call in which he said WWE. It was like five minutes, right? Yeah, it was quick, like five minutes, uh, in which he said WWE would be cutting the talent roster slash overall head count of employees and that some of the employees would be going on furlough. Um, and then not long after the call was done, WWE put out a statement which said uh, today, WWE today provided an update on measures taken by the company in response to the current impact of COVID-19 on the organization. 
Due to COVID-19 and current government-mandated impacts on WWE and the media business generally, the company went through an extensive evaluation of its operations over the past several weeks. This analysis resulted in the implementation of various short-term cost reductions and cash flow improvement actions, including reducing executive and board member compensation, decreasing operating expenses, cutting talent expenses, third-party staffing and consulting, deferring spend on the build-out of the company's new headquarters for at least six months. Uh, Given the uncertainty of the situation, the company also identified headcount reductions and made the decision to furlough a portion of its workforce effective immediately. Um, They also said later that uh, this will result in an estimated monthly savings of $4 million dollars along with cash flow improvement of $140 million primarily from the deferral in spending on the company's new headquarters. Um, Additionally, the company has substantial financial resources, both available cash and debt capacity, which currently total approximately $0.5 billion to manage the challenges ahead. Um, Just crushing stuff there. Um, You know, from what I've heard and from what it seems – and I think it's pretty obvious they've lost a lot of money in the past couple of weeks. You know, I mean, they've got so much money going out and you know, yeah, they've got the TV deals that are coming in, but they lost so much money on WrestleMania, you know, so, so, so much money on WrestleMania and the XFL um, and well, y- yeah, but that's, mm, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. Cause the, I mean, cause they weren't going to make money on the XFL yet anyways. Cause I think, I think the reason the XFL ultimately was shut down, and this is obviously just my guess, but I think the reason they shut down the XFL is because the XFL still had money that they could be using to pay for things, but most of that money was Vince McMahon's money, and I yes. think he pu- he wanted to make sure that that money went towards WWE if need be, as opposed to this thing that he's been want this this personal thing that he's been wanting to do for. For so long, I think that ultimately, at the end of the day, he knows that WWE is where the, the money comes from, and he can't let that die just to make the XFL live. Like that's a stupid thing. So I think he wanted to pump that money back into WWE. Um, you know, and, and I've seen a lot about how you know I see, and we'll get into you know I saw Seth Rollins kind of echoed something similar, but a lot of people were kind of crapping on WWE. Not I shouldn't say kind of a lot of people were crapping on WWE for this move, which I understand, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I mean, at this, uh, I understand at the end both of the day, sides. Yeah. At the end of the day, people are upset that there was that some people, that a lot of people are losing their jobs and who are you going to blame? You know, you need somebody to yell at. So yep. why not be the guy that people like to yell at the most? Yep. And that is kind of how I feel. And yes, obviously other companies haven't had to shut down like that. Um, or I should say, fire people like that uh, in in wrestling at, at the moment. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, no, I was saying in wrestling, yeah, like no, in re- people filed for I no, no, five million in, people filed for re- in wrestling at the moment. Uh, but well, they're also in the world. Wrestling. I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. In the world, yes, obviously, this is happening in, in all over the world. It like it's crazy. It's crazy, especially the business world everywhere. You know, it, it's absolutely affecting everybody. It's happening companies across the world. Um, I meant the wrestling side of things, um, but, but like you just were, said, yeah. they're, they're the, 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 the cost between companies is, 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 
is not comparable in the slightest. Astronomically bit. different. Yeah, like astronomically different. Exactly. So um, I saw a lot of like, well, this company is being able to stay open, or that company is able to stay open, or or not fire everybody. And it's like, well, yeah, they have but half the roster. They have half the. Not even honestly, I think half is still pushing it. There's a lot of people in WWE that are signed to contracts. Like. A lot, a lot, a lot of people. Now, do I think it's right that people get fired in the middle of a pandemic? Not really. You know, I think that... I think that the argument can be made on some of these people. Like, some of the ones who they know they're never going to do anything with. But even then, like, I, I mean, it, it sucks. It just sucks all around. Like, yes, business sucks. But like like you said, happening everywhere, everywhere. Like companies, I mean, I, you know, the company that I work for has been affected. You know, like the company that everybody works for has been affected. So it's just sad. It's just so sad that this had to happen. Um, luckily, for now at least, a lot of people were only furloughed, which means, because I know a lot of people don't exactly know what furloughed means. Um, but basically basically means you got a contract without getting paid, right? You're laid off for a temporary amount of time. And that hopefully when whatever the problem is or whatever the reason is, is over, you can come back. Yeah. You're not fired. You're not not fired forever. Yeah, exactly. But I can also see how, you know, some of the producers who got let go yesterday, um, or sorry, furloughed yesterday, either one. I think it was both. I think some got furloughed, some got let go. Um, the ones who were furloughed, I'm sure it feels like you're being let go because there's no telling when this is going to be over. Like when live events are going to be able to resume, we don't know, you know, like I know Trump has a press conference tonight, apparently about how he wants to reopen America, but I just feel like it's going to be a while before we're, you know, the WWE is able to be back at full, you know, business, you know, doing everything they were doing. But I mean, at the end of the day, no matter even if they give it a even if they give it a, a, a date, like say we are going to have crowds in at, at wrestling in October, right? That's a it's not a it's not a over assumption, but it's a, no. That's it's like a, a that's like a that's like a help. It's like a, a optimistic a, a optimistic yeah. assessment. I, I mean, if, I mean, it's not beyond. I'm not saying everything goes back to normal. I'm saying when people are allowed to start socializing with each other again. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. We all know that in terms of, in terms of like how things used to be, it's not going to be, it's not like the world has changed forever. Honestly. I mean, I mean, people are talking like that handshakes may be moved out of the whole culture, which is crazy. You know, something that's been crazy. been something that's been part of human history since the like the like since people could speak, you know. Dude, like I was talking about that with Erica last night, and I was saying, like, you know, out of all the things in life that I've had to do to be polite or whatever, I never had a problem with handshakes. I always kind of liked handshakes, high fives, no, because, handshakes. Because I'm sure your dad instilled it the same way my dad did. Yeah, was you could. You could communicate a lot with a handshake. Totally, a lot. like your your attitude, your your how you mean something. Like you, there's a lot that goes into that. You know. Yep. Yep. 
Like, I mean, everybody says, not even just in wrestling, you're just in, in the world in general. You got a strong, firm handshake. That means that, that goes a long way. Yep. You know? Yep. And that's, I mean, who knows what that's going to replace. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm happy to not have to shake anyone's hands in the locker rooms anymore. That's pr- I'm pretty <laughs> happy about that. You know, I think also before we move on to the each and, you know, each individual person who was let go and stuff, um, I think that it's also really hard to judge the decision that WWE made yesterday until we know how much they've lost. I think that's really the bottom line. Because Which we I won't know until the end of the until quarter, right? The, yeah. And so, like, I just, I just feel like until we know what they've lost, I don't think it's fair to judge because I have a feeling it's a, a, just a, an insanely high figure that – is just if you on paper look at that and you say, without anything coming in, how do we justify have that going out every month without my possibly for you. putting us out of business? I have a question for you, and yeah. it's something that I'm I'm asking because I I don't like to make uh, points unless I know everything about it. Um, the a- the actual act of laying all these people off is heartbreaking and devastating. But it's not like people are like people are acting like WWE is the only person that's doing this right now. Whereas, no, I mean Disney did it, Hulu did it, everyone's doing yeah, it. Yeah, everyone's doing it. Shit, my company had to do it. Yeah, so and, did mine. Um, and um, but my one one thing that kind of like picked my like hmm, that's a little shady, if you will. Does the fact that Vince misled people? in the sense that the WWE funds and the XFL funds would be different. Whereas now that Vince took a bath on this XFL thing, do you think that since that was a mis- mislead because, I mean, he tried to say that it had nothing to do with each other, but we know it did, you know? And but see, once again, I don't think he took a quote unquote bath on the XFL. I think that the reason he ended it. But, the and, quite, and- but before you answer that, just the question is, do you find it, upsetting or shady not upsetting because it doesn't affect you but it's uh, shady that this could have affected well, how many people were laid off i i don't think it did i i don't think that there i don't think there there's a correlation between the two i really don't i think that like i was saying earlier i don't know that's why i'm asking i you. think that the only connection is that vince mcmahon had his money in the two yeah i believe that when the, the, the when the bankruptcy stuff came out that wwe did have uh did have a stake in the in the xfl to a certain degree mm-hmm. um but that's what no I'm it, to. It, it, yeah but no i i really don't i i think it was the opposite i think of what you're saying <laughs> if anything the xfl people should be bummed that the problems going on with the WWE caused the XFL to go out of business. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, instead of looking at it the way you're looking at it, what I feel like you're saying, right? Am I saying the opposite, kind of? No, I know what you're saying. It's just that um, I think a lot of people online were, were quick to really become angry because when they saw that WWE did have a stake in the XFL, you know, people like to take Vince to task a lot. It's like, well, yeah. you said this, you know, and yeah. that, that happened. You know, you said this had nothing to do with each other, but it did in some sense. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I saw that. I just meant in terms of like the money side of things of like, I don't think, 
the XFL going going out is connected to the the people being fired in WWE. Not, I think not the layoffs, but I'm saying the amount. I don't. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think that Vince only closed the XFL to be able to spend that money on WWE. That's my yeah. guess. I don't know. Um, I did think though, you know, I did think that it was like a, a pretty telling coincidence on the, the Florida side of things. And, you know, it was a pretty crazy coincidence this week where it came out that WWE being deemed an essential service happened on the same day that Linda McMahon's reelect Trump super PAC, uh, committed $18.5 million to Florida. I thought Man, that was a little... I never, thought, I never thought Linda McMahon could get heel heat before. <laughs> never she was trending was for like a full day. She was, <laughs> I was like, never oh, man. Yeah, I and then the, Linda. She was the saving grace of the McMahons. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the governor said that there was no connection, <laughs> but I don't know. It was an interesting... The, the, when, you, when you look at it like that, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Um, okay, let's move to the actual people who got released. So then shortly after the press release went out, uh, the names started to roll in of people who were being released. Um, The first of which was Drake Maverick. And, man, that one really bummed me out because I was so happy when he got signed to WWE. And, you know, I I know that he was probably never likely to – find talent at, sorry, find success as a wrestler, but the guy had so much, has so much talent that I was really hoping that they'd find something for him to do on the other side, on the talent I side mean, of things, you know, on camera still. I mean, far, uh, far, uh, um, obviously still time hasn't told the whole story of the, of how the 24 seven title will go down in the history of WWE, but if it does, you know, if it goes down in, in, in history, very similar to the how the hardcore title went, they're going to be, I mean, there's always people that are tied to the hardcore title. You know, it was um, Crash Holly, you know. I or, was just going to say, Drake Maverick will 100% go down and as the Crash Holly. And our truth, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like. Crash was, Drake, uh, Drake was a little Drake more Maverick crash. is the crash. And, yes, and, and who is our truth Our truths is more of like the... Al Snow or hardcore. Or hardcore. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> we'll go Al Snow since Al Snow talked yeah. to a, a mannequin head. So, yeah. um, so two things with Drake Maverick. Um, God, that video he posted was so sad. Yeesh. That was yes, yes, one yes. of the most heartbreaking things I've watched in so long. Uh, he posts this video where he's just in tears about everything, and your heart just has to go out to, to the to a guy like that. You know, this was something he just you know his just you, the dream that people probably told him never would happen happened, and now because not because of not because of the his fact that power. he wasn't exactly like not because of something he did. Or because he didn't try hard enough, it was strictly just because, like, the world is dealing with a fucking terrible thing right now, and it's affecting everybody, and it's just like, ugh, it's so depressing. And it makes his upcoming matches on NXT that were announced even more depressing. I told you, dude, like, I won't even watch NXT for the next few weeks. I just can't, because that's the back of my... It's too sad. In the back of my head, I'm like, these guys are heartbroken right now. Like these guys in the back of my head, it's like these guys are 
like the people who I know for a fact were fired and who are in the NXT tournament. It's just, it's like, it's like shit, you know, it's, it, it's not even there. It'd be one thing when you like, if he was moving to another company, you know, then you're like, Oh, why would I care what he does here? He's just going to go do something else at AEW or impact or something. But when it's no, this guy is going to sit home and depressed after this because he doesn't have a fucking job. That's terrible. I don't want to watch that. That's yeah. I, it's 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 so upsetting and and I I mean no I hear you I I completely hear what you're saying I you know I believe I have a feeling that he filmed these matches I feel like the cruiserweight tournament has already been filmed and that's why he is still wrestling because it's not like they're gonna have him wrestle after they fired him I feel like that's doesn't make yeah, a lot I, of sense. Plus, I mean, why? How could you even perform at your best? It's not exactly. like, oh, I better you should kill this shit because whoever sees me next is gonna love it. So, yeah, like, oh, this is my big opportunity to like maybe save my job. Like, no, but I, I, I think it was already filmed, and that's why, uh, why he's still gonna be in it. Uh, we also we have uh, one of these was announced initially, another one was later, but uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Um, that one hurt the most for me. Zach Ryder, man. I if anybody I, know I'm sorry, continue. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If anybody who because I know Zach personally and a lot of people do because he's so social on Twitter and and Instagram, so on and so forth. Uh, if you if you don't at least feel like you know him, you know Zach Ryder. And um, you know that this is everything. This is life. Being a WWE superstar is everything to him. Everything. It's what it's what defined him to him. I'm saying like if like when Ronda Rousey said, "If I'm not champion, I don't know what I am." He's not complaining nearly as much as she did. But I'm saying he if without wrestling, I don't know what Zack Ryder doesn't know what he is. In my opinion, you know, I mean. He was so the reason why he did the whole always grateful, still here type thing. It wasn't like a tongue in cheek thing, and he wasn't trying to be like, "Oh, we're like we're here. We haven't been fired yet." No, he really was grateful. Like just the fact that his name was Zack Ryder, WWE superstar. That's it. He didn't need to win the world heavyweight championship because he won the title that he loved the most growing up. At WrestleMania, in a ladder match. And then like, got to have that big moment with his dad after. Yeah, I'm saying, the, the reason I'm bringing that up is because he could give a shit about, like, being the man. Like, being, he, just, he just cared about being a WWE superstar. It's very similar to, like, when someone grows up wanting to be a doctor. It's not necessarily like they wanted to be, like, the best doctor of all time or something like that. Sometimes someone just wanted to be a doctor their whole life, you know, or, uh, you know, work at, with pets. Or, and, and Zack Ryder... He, he didn't want us to be a wrestler his whole life. Like, he wanted to be a WWE superstar his yeah, whole entire life. never had any interest in Impact or, a, like, any uh, Ring of Honor. Nothing. It was WWE or bust. I him. actually got sad this morning when I looked on Twitter and I noticed that he's no longer Zack Ryder on Twitter anymore. He's Matt Cardona. Yeah, Matt Cardona, yeah. And I was just like, I, and I know that's his name or whatever, but I just, I, I don't know why a piece of me got so sad seeing that. Cause it was just like, man, I can't believe Zack Ryder for now is dead. Like the 15 character year Zach career, Ryder. dog. 
15 God, like years. I, like, you remember when he first showed up with the, with the half, half pants? pants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, oh, man, I, I will say, yeah, Zack Ryder and Rusev, I think, were the two that really made me the most sad yesterday just because, and like, Lana's I remember. still got a contract now, right? Yeah, Lana's still there. Um, Crazy. You know, and I, 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 I the Zack Ryder and Rusev, though, because I, I remember their debuts. Like, I watched them mm-hmm. from their debuts. You know, you know, I, you know, both of those guys are WWE guys, you know, and mm-hmm. so it's not like an indie guy that came in or a guy from another company that came in, had a brief little time there and then left. Like, these are WWE born yeah. and bred guys. Manufactured. And, yeah. 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 So it really is. It, it, it was, it was a rough one. Like, I, I was, I was sad all day. Actually. That was the saddest I've ever been for. Even Hawkins, you know, Hawkins, we've gotten to know a lot better because Lord knows we haven't been able to get any promo stuff from them, but through the podcast, through their YouTube channel, we've really gotten to know these two. And Kurt Hawkins is a legitimately great guy who has a family and he talks about his daughter all the time. And it's like, shit, you know, like the, like when it becomes real, when you see it, it, it hurts even more. And again, like you can't, I mean, just because he's a nice guy doesn't mean he can keep his job. Yes, I get that. But um, it's, you got to feel for people who, this is what, this is all they wanted. You know, it was, it's this or like, they, they, they it's not that they can't do anything else. They just don't want to. Like they, nothing else in their life affects them the way this does. Yep. I yeah, mean, no, absolutely, music- absolutely. If you're a musician and you get kicked out of a band and you can't play for any band ever again, anywhere, that is devastating. That fucks your head up. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, also like Zack Ryder doesn't get his, his credit for being like the reason WWE attach themselves to social media so much i mean Zach was Ryder, the he was the first one to do it in that couple yeah years. absolutely i mean with that with a flip cam and just some social media like he made a name for himself i mean when i went back and i watched that clip yesterday of madison square garden interrupting the rock during a promo the rock his first match back his, his first, first match. match back he's going on the getting on the mic to thank the crowd and they're just chanting over him, we want Ryder. Like, that was so crazy. I remember when that happened, you know, seeing the video online that night. and just being like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. I mean, they're I, – I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's – I, 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 You could tell that he loved just being part of it because anybody in the roster wouldn't use Kane pushing them off the stage as one of their highlights. <laughs> but he talks about it all the time. Yeah. It was one yep. of his favorite moments. What I do, do you know is like that's one of my favorite moments is when I get obliterated, you know? I I do think that Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins will be involved with AEW in some way. I think that – I mean, Cody has been tweeting about Zack Ryder since it happened. Uh, and I think that Cody already wanted Zack Ryder beforehand. But, but Zack Zach Ryder – WWE bl- true and true. Just like you said, that was his life, you know. So um, Cody's been saying so many positive things about Zach. I think that it, it's only a matter of time—only a matter of time before we see him there. Um, and Kurt Hawkins, you know, Brian Myers, outside of the ring, like 
he trained MJF and Chris Statlander. So, I mean, those are two young pieces of AEW that are part of their future building. And, 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 are, think, and also have a lot of fire behind them. Yes. And I think that I, I, I could see them wanting him to help mold other talent and have an eye for future talent like to as a scout of some sort because he clearly has an eye for talent it would seem to a certain degree uh yeah and and people have nothing but great things to say whenever they talk about creative pro so and, and just training with him i mean he even helped the mm-hmm. rock when the rock was coming back into you know to, to wrestle he trained with the rock i think that training wise he he's a respected person too so I, I i i i see a lot for him um still for both of them still um, but it's going to be weird. A WWE without Zack Ryder just feels weird. Doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, we also had the Good Brothers, the OC. Uh, this one shocked me. This one really shocked me. You know, I'm just going to say, not, like, I, I don't think, obviously, I was surprised at all of these. But some of these names, I almost wondered if it was like, when you're looking at the list of who do we let go, I almost wonder if it's like, well, let's get rid of the people who weren't who who tried to use this this wrestling war to get more money. I almost feel that uh, way. You know, you got Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows who clearly just got a bunch more extra money to stop them from going elsewhere. Uh, Mike Mike and Maria Canellis who were you know trying to get out and they gave them a bunch of money to stay even though they were trying to get out um you know the revival uh, even though they were even though the revival weren't part of the uh the, the, the calling they i'm guessing uh, it went into the decision making still yes mm-hmm. uh primo and epico who weren't even trying to fly back to the united states for a drug test yeah and it's, and honestly with rusev it's the only thing i can think of with rusev is that rusev, these, rusev was the most shocking is that there had been all these reports that you know rusev hadn't agreed to a new deal yet and they'd been trying and i'm guessing that he was negotiating which obviously anyone would in this climate um not expecting that a that a pandemic is about to hit I'm guessing it was like he kept wanting more and more and more. And it was like, well, we're really not going to be able to pay that now. So we might as well just part ways because we're not going to be able to come to a deal with him anyways. I almost wonder if maybe that factored into a certain degree. Um, But Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, man, another two guys who, yeah, they got, they got used. They they were given TV time, but not Yeah, they were in the, they were in the Undertaker um, match. The but it wasn't until recently with the, when they re-signed and they became the OC that they were really given dedicated television time, I thought. Oh, well, like. yeah. That's, well, that's why I was surprised because it seemed like they really wanted to give them something. How crazy is it, though, that in their entire time in, in WWE, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, they had the Bullet Club in WWE and never really pulled the trigger on doing, like, Finn, AJ... Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows in full. Maybe they were. Maybe they were eventually going to, and just things happened. That's crazy. They've been there for a. They had been there for a. No, while they. Now. It, it had. It, the time had come and passed. But um, yeah. I mean, it yeah. sucks. I mean, it does suck. I do think they are also two guys who. My guess is they will land in New Japan again as soon as they're able to. 
Um, I'm guessing New Japan would welcome them back with open arms, I would imagine. Sure, they'd be even bigger stars. Exactly. If that was possible, because they were already huge over there. But now that yeah. they have been spent some time in the States on WWE, there's a whole new young audience in New Japan that gets accustomed to them. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm sure eventually there'll be a Bullet Club thing in, in AEW down the line. But in the immediate future, I see, uh, I definitely see New Japan in their future when it's a possibility. Um, these next two also guys that I just feel bad that just never really got a chance, it felt like, on the main roster. And, and that was EC3 and Eric Young. Um, you know, two former Impact champions who... You know, EC3, man, had a Why'd ton of upside. Him? Why did they, they sign him? him? Why did they bring him up? Why did they sign him? I don't understand. It literally they, feels like they like they were like, oh, you got over outside the company? Come on back. Just kidding. We're not going to do anything with you. We're going to film promo. We're going to film um, – what are those things? Uh, those vignettes, were, vignettes. Vignettes. We're going to film vignettes and never have anything happen. We're going to film vignettes that make you look like a stripper, kind of, and not explain why, and then never do anything to follow up on it. And then you just then you just lose to Dean Ambrose on who's on his way out over and over again. Which everybody knows that if you lose to somebody on your way out, that's, like, what does that do for you, you know? <laughs> not good. Not a good sign at all. Um, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't understand that one at all. And I, I don't know if it's, Someone behind the scenes just isn't into him or what. But you would think that, like, EC3 has, like, all the things that you'd want in a WWE star. Like, he's buff. He has charisma. He's got a good look. Like, he can talk. He can wrestle. He's got a cool gimmick. (laughs) You know, like, he's got a cool theme song. Like, I... I didn't, I, I, yeah, I just, I never understood why he never really seemed to be given a chance, even though he was one of those guys who got fired from WWE, left, got insanely ripped, got over in another company and came back and they just never seemed to care. And, um, there's really not much we could say about this one because it's, it's just mind blowing. I mean, other than asking the big man himself, Vince, you're like, why, what, what, like, what did you have planned for this guy? Like, whenever, like, for instance, on something to wrestle, whenever Bruce talks about, like, how, whenever Conrad takes Bruce to task about, like, how, say, like, for instance, Triple H beating Sting or all that stuff, and he's like, why would we spend so much money if we're just going to shit on somebody? It's like, okay, logically that makes sense. But, again, you're, you're speaking from a non-logical company, you know, like, Logic went out the window of that company years ago. And you got it's it's like sure, Bruce, you can say that, but the evidence is just it's it's damning. Yeah, it's just, it's it, all it, there. Yeah, totally. And um I mean if you I would love to ask I mean Bruce wasn't there when they hired him, but I would just love to ask somebody, it's like, okay, why was he hired? When you saw EC3, before he even stepped foot in the, in the performance center, what was the plan? Well, and to be fair, they did use him in NXT. Not long, yeah, but, but they used course, him. But I'm, I like to think that when they sign people like that, there's a longer-term end goal than just being on NXT. Mm. Not up a new guy. This guy's been around for, had been around for years. Hot free agent goes to NXT. If they can get over in NXT... 
they get robbed the main roster. I think that's like the thought process, but it shouldn't be. Well, for the hot, in, for, for I shouldn't say hot indie wrestler. I should say hot free agent. You know, when there's a hot free agent, I think they want to jump on it and see if they can capitalize on it. But yeah, I mean, I also feel like they invested a lot there, and I don't know why. This, I, I, it's not so much why'd you sign him; it's why'd you call him up, in my opinion. And I realize you called him up because you said we're gonna give the fans what they want. Remember that? And it was like we're gonna give the fans what they want. We're gonna pr- inject new talent, new fresh talent on the show. And you know, to to their credit, and it, you know they get a lot of shit for it, and they didn't give everybody what they wanted right away. But I remember in those vignettes, it was like Lacey Evans, Heavy Machinery, and those two teams have been used so much. EC three. Nothing. Like it was like crazy. Like and and the people. I feel like the people were most hyped about EC3 during that announcement when they started showing all the new talent that was going to show up. Uh, yeah. So very very confusing. And similarly, Eric Young. I I mean, like Eric Young, man. Eric Young's such a versatile talent. Somebody made the call that Sanity wouldn't work on the main roster. Well, had to from be the his. beginning. It had From the be beginning, Vince. like they didn't get, a sh- they had one entrance when they debuted. Yes, and ever since then, Vince was like, "No." Well, they they had that one, and then immediately well, first after, Nikki Cross wasn't even there. First, that Nikki Cross wasn't there, and then immediately after the first one, then Killian Dane was like in a shirt, all weirdly or like a weird, like he was like covering himself, and then he claimed it had nothing to do with Vince, and then. We never saw them again. <laughs> and then they all were split up and moved into different areas. And then they did absolutely nothing with Eric Young. So, yeah, similarly, I go, why did you call them up? Like, why? And I get that it's like, well, then what else were we going to do with them in NXT? But, like, I, I just... That's not a good reason. That's not a good reason. Yeah, that's not a good reason at all. Like, you, they were being used. They weren't, like... You know, like, out of all the factions that were around at that period of time, this was like, I mean, God, now this is like three or four years ago. But yeah. that, in, in terms of the NXT factions, I mean, this is before Undisputed Era, of course, but Sanity came before Undisputed Era. They, they, they did, I think, yeah. But I think yes. they still were around at the same time. Well, yeah. they were around, I'm saying, but out of like that time and they got called up and stuff like that, I really thought Sanity had legs. I really did. They had a great entrance. They all look, even though they all came from different worlds, they looked like they belonged together. You know, yes. like they looked, it looked like it made sense. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, especially since we're in a digital age where a lot of post-production stuff can be done on the product. It was, it, I, I mean, there was just so much that could have been done with them. You know, Eric Young is like the leader, like the mouthpiece and like the rest of the guys are workers and they can tear house, you know, like, yeah, I, I remember the one time I saw sanity live at an NXT house show. I was like, this is so cool. Like their entrance. I remember being just sitting there being like, this is going to be awesome on the main roster one day. And then they never got to do it. And I was so sad. Cause it was, it was a very cool gimmick. Uh, well, bummer. And, then, and then Eric Young shaved any sort of recognizable feature off his face afterwards, which didn't help him whatsoever. And then got more tatted up. Right. Didn't he like <laughs> add more tattoos and came all like tatted up and stuff. I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I'm assuming with Eric Young, uh, as much as it sucks that he was never really given a shot because he, you know, in a, in a, 
out of everybody in sanity, if you had asked me when they broke up who would find the most success, I would have, I would have said Eric Young because Eric Young was on Raw and is, is hilarious, had, done, had had years of being entertaining, not just in wrestling, but like, or in the race, but show. like, just, just in general, like, like on stage, own TV show, just like an entertaining dude, not just as the sanity gimmick, but like funny when he wants, like, he's done so many gimmicks. He had a million gimmicks. I thought, oh, they'll, find, they'll easily find something for him to do on Raw. Nothing. Nothing, not once. And and that's with a bunch of people behind the scenes from Impact. Jeff Jarrett, Abyss, Sanjay Dutt. Uh, so I was just I, thinking, like, imagine every day you show up for work and you're reading the list, the call sheets of, like, who's going to be doing what. You got to think if you're a WWE superstar, you're like, okay, please don't make me be one of the people chasing the 24-7 title. Like, please. Like, whenever they yep. do the whole, like, our truth running across the ring and there's a whole group of wrestlers, it's, it's a sign that, okay, WWE has nothing for you in the immediate future if you're one of the guys chasing our truth. <laughs> absolutely. A- absolutely. Uh, Eric Young, I feel like, once this all, once life hopefully resumes and things get back to normal a little bit, um, you would think Eric Young will be hired back to Impact immediately if he were if he wants. I feel like that audience yeah. misses him. Yeah, and he did great there. You know, yeah. he's their Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yep, totally, totally. Uh, also, Leo Rush. Leo Rush got released now. Which I mean, yeah. Well, what were you gonna say? I think it was only a matter of time with him. I think seemed uh, a little less I surprising think, than the others. Yes. Yeah, because he. I'm not saying this is anything like Leo's fault or anything. I don't know the guy. I've ne- I've never met the person. I don't know if what I don't know how he his experience in WWE really was. But there are some people. There are throughout the history of the WWE, there are just people who just don't mesh with the culture, the WWE culture, not the wrestling culture. CM Punk, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Um, no, I'm not talking the same level of superstardom, but I'm saying like there are just people that can't drink that Kool-Aid. Yeah, in terms and of Leo, mentality. And, and Leo was one of them, and he never was. And that's why he got moved away from Raw, and that's why he was on NXT. And then even then, they were kind of like, we don't really think you're one of us. And that's no fault to him. That's no fault to anybody. It just is, you know... <laughs> I didn't like the culture and that's why I left, you know, yep. um, the, the hat I'm wearing is the only WrestleMania I ever worked on, you know, is, uh, um, and, but, uh, but he just really didn't seem like he belonged there, which is yeah, not you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I was going to say similarly, you know, just from my knowledge of being a journalist covering wrestling, I know that WWE doesn't necessarily like when people do unapproved interviews either when they're just doing interviews on their own of just like, this is who I want to talk to and talking about the company. And Leo did a lot of those um, mm-hmm. when he was mad. And then even a few weeks ago when he talked about wrestling during the pandemic and did his own unapproved interview with Forbes where he said like, I'm not going to wrestle during this. I'm sure they're like, well, if you're not going to wrestle during this, like we can only keep the people on staff that can. So I feel like that probably factored in as well. Um, but, you know, I think that Leo, luckily for him, is very young. 
and still has so much time left in the business. Um, I would imagine that he will light up the Indies as soon as he gets back. As soon as yeah, he has back. a lot of friends in the Indies. I mean, I mean, he's not gonna. It's not gonna be hard for him to find work after this is all over. Do you think I, that because of that whole not wanting not not being a Kool Aid drinker mentality, do you think that he is someone who down the line, not immediately, but down the line, might land in an AW? Yeah. I will say this though, we haven't really gotten a, te- a, te- a sense of how the locker room works in AEW yet. You know, there are, I mean, like, I don't think AEW has been around long enough where there are like locker room, quote unquote, locker room leaders. I mean, the, I think the extent is Jericho, you know, he's the oldest one there. And, um, well, I think actually Goldust is right. They both, they're both the locker. Yeah. They're, they're both and, leaders. In that. But it's not the same kind of culture as in the WWE. Not no. yet, at least. No. And um, I would like to see what, I, like I said, I don't know Leo. I've never met him before. I don't know how he is backstage. But um, I like to see, I, I mean, I think that AEW likes to sign people that they know won't be backstage and cause a fucking nightmare for them. I mean, that's. Uh, I hear you. I just. Eh, I mean, but it's um, I, I think he was, I, I, he would be great on the show, no question. Great yes. matches. There's a lot of people in there like Phantasmo, and uh, wait, not Phantasmo. Um, with those two guys who wear green. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Uh, Jack Evans and and uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, and yeah, and the other guy, Helico. That's a, yeah. Phantasmo's on NXT now. Uh, oh. Wait, no. Who's the new yeah. guy? The new, yeah, that's yeah, right. That Phantasma. El yeah. Ejo. Yeah, Phantasma. Phantasma. Hmm. Yeah, um, Phantasma. But, um... You got something going on uh, over there? No, sorry. My brother was texting me. But, um... Oh, okay. sorry, yeah. <laughs> but, um... I, I just think that he would, he would add a lot to the matches. Don't get me wrong. But I just think that he... He seems like somebody who likes to speak his mind and that doesn't always go well, you know, especially if you're very outspoken, you don't like to really be because I think, you know, who's very similar in the sense they're not very, they're not similar people, but in terms of their outspokenness is Sammy Callahan, you know, Sammy Callahan's another person that just did not vibe with that company whatsoever. And I see a lot of Sammy and Leo similarities. Different people. No, no, but absolutely. I totally see the similarities between the two of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my stance. I mean, uh, who knows? Leo may be a Joey Ryan just on the Indies forever. Or a possible, key, you know? It's certainly possible. I I think that he's I I feel like he'll eventually land there, but I think it'll be a while. I think that he's going to have to do some some uh, rebuilding on the Indies for a while first. This is a this is a off topic. I mean, it's some it's, it's on topic, but it's not in terms of the releases. It's just an, a question that popped into my head. Roman Reigns, we know we're not going to see him for for the foreseeable future. How long is it do we see Rome, until we see Roman Reigns again? That I don't know. I mean, it really similarly. It's like it depends on what the future holds. I think that it just depends on because he's what not happens. coming back until this shit is sure. He's not coming back like oh, it's a little less. Like he is not coming back until this shit is gone. Well, Andy confirmed in a new interview that his wife had is pregnant with twins pregnant yeah 
Yeah. So yeah, I I could see it being a while before we see Roman Reigns uh, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, Kurt Angle, another name on the list of people who got released. Surprising or I not surprising? I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised with Kurt. Um, as much as, as great as Kurt Angle is, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, he never was an agent to me. He didn't strike me as somebody who was like contributing a lot backstage. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying he wasn't like trying to contribute as much as he could. But to be honest, I forgot he was part of the company still. I didn't know he was still an agent. I thought he, I, um, I didn't know he still actively traveled with the company. Um, I don't know. It just, it, just the way they treat him, like towards the end of his run, it was like they're like, we're going to give you credit, you know, we're we're going to give you the shine that you deserve, you know, all that stuff. But after the Hall of Fame thing happened, keeping Kurt employed kind of seemed like a. a and this isn't a knock to Kurt, please. He's not, I'm not trying to make him seem like a charity case, but you know, Vince likes to keep a lot of people on payroll that he feels like he should do right by, right? Mm-hmm. And Kurt seemed like one of those people. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I did hear good things about him as an agent behind the scenes that he was helping people and stuff on the wrestling side of things. I have no idea, so you, yeah. you would know better yeah. than I would. Um, but you know, but but I, I understand what you're saying completely. I think that I almost, you know. I, you know, I almost wonder if, you know, they more kept him around because they didn't want him to wrestle. I think that Vince didn't want him to feel like he had to wrestle still to make a living, if that makes sense. That, that's, all, that also, that's entirely possible. Vince genuinely, and, and you know what's even crazier about this is we've seen like on the WWE backstages and like 24 specials and stuff is Vince loves that man, like yeah. genuinely loves Kurt. So that mm-hmm. one had to hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not trying to, not I, trying to I, rhyme here. And I, <laughs> um, I think that, you know, with Kurt Angle, do you, th- do you think that Kurt Angle will pull a Ric Flair? And even though he had a big WrestleMania send off retirement thing, that he'll have another one somewhere else because. Let's be honest. His retirement, it's not the same. Ric Flair had this, like, perfect send-off, obviously, you know, with the Shawn Michaels match. Uh, Kurt Angle had Baron Corbin, you know, and and nothing against Baron Corbin. I think he's a great talent. Um, But it wasn't necessarily, like, the epic final match that we wanted to see out of Kurt Angle. Um, And he has said that his um, limitations in the ring for not wrestling for a while uh, factored into that as well. Um, but I do wonder similarly if at some point we see another we see another Kurt Angle retirement match elsewhere. I mean, God, I hope not. I hope not because as much as we wanted to have Kurt to have that one great last match at WrestleMania, he wrestled a bunch before that last match, and like when he had that weekly match on Raw before he led up to Baron, and he. Just, he was limited. He's just not, he was very he's limited. Very limited. He's very limited now. He moves very stiffly. I don't think he could. I think he's like Batman now. I don't think he could turn his neck anymore. And um, <laughs> did you and, say he's uh, like Batman now? Yeah, you know, <laughs> Batman can't turn his neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I just, I, I wouldn't like to see it. Um, I think the reason why I think even Rick at the time when he had his retirement match, like. Thank God he had Sean, right? 
in a recent yep. interview, like on when Rick Flair, I don't know, did you see the most recent Rick Flair yep. Stone Cold thing? He was like, Sean called the whole match. Totally, yeah. He's like, I tried to say something, but Sean grabbed me in a headlock and said, shut up, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's, like if, imagine if Kurt had somebody like Sean. Maybe like maybe AJ Styles or well, that's like, why I ask. That's why I ask because I don't know, like a Kurt Angle versus Kenny Omega or a Kurt Angle versus Cody for his final match does sound a little. I I feel like Kurt Angle would be intrigued by that idea. Maybe, but I don't maybe. know if it'd be. I don't know. If I it'd also be just good. don't know how much pain he's in. He makes it seem like he's in a lot of pain. He makes it seem like that time he had away from the ring where he was just working behind as a general manager, um, that he got real stiff in that time period and that he's in pain. I mean, he looks stiff. I mean, if yeah. you looked at when he moved in, I mean, first off, the entropy in his arms is, is, is very present. You know, yeah. like you can tell that he can't lift large amounts with his arms, yeah. you know, and I don't know. I don't need to see him bump. I don't want to see him bump. He doesn't Fair. need to, you know? Fair. Yep, yep, totally, totally. And, mm-hmm. you know, additionally, uh, uh, some of the other writers, sorry, some of the other producers uh, were furloughed or laid off as well. I'm not sure which ones were furloughed, which ones were laid off, but I think that similarly it's like when you were furloughed in this situation, you feel like you were laid off anyways because there's no telling when the live shows are going to come back, like when the producing staff is really going to be needed, uh, at least in this bulk amount uh so they also according to pw insider uh lance storm who had just signed with the company and just he closed down his wrestling school had just started with the company um he was one billy kidman who had been there for a long time uh, mike rotunda irs who had just been on the bump yesterday morning hours before finding out um, yeah and been, by the way but and another guy who had been there for him and billy just been there for years so long so long uh, Fit Finley, uh, again, yep. Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, and Sarah Stock. Also, Scott gone. Armstrong sucks. Like, no, I don't say Scott Armstrong sucks. I mean, his, <laughs> I love Scott because I'm only gonna put the audio out of this. I wish you could have seen my reaction when Jamie said that. I was like, I had to like do a double take. Like, what do you mean? I, he's so nice. You, yeah, he's yeah. I was like, you're the only person I've ever heard say that ever. No. I'm sorry. I love Scott Armstrong. He's a good guy. But I'm saying his release sucked because he towed the company line through and through. Great guy. Always cool to fans and like other people who came up to him. And he was, he's another guy who's just been there for forever. You know, yep. he was part of the, he was a main component in the Daniel Bryan story, you know, like when yep. they're in his rise. And, um, and he, he, he's a guy that really, you know, he was the kind of guy like when they fired Mike, um, Mark Eaton, that it's that level. You're just like, whoa, you thought well, this he, guy was going to be there forever. Well, him and Mike Kyoto. I thought the same thing with Mike Kyoto. Kyoto too. Yeah. When I was like, saw that yesterday and I, I get it. He's been there so long. He probably makes so much more than all the other referees, you know, mm-hmm. just from time spent in the company. But man, it's Mike Kyoto, dude. Like, I was just like, man, I can't. It's, it's one of those things where you go, like, man, the referees these days are just so uh, expendable. It seems like to them because yeah. Mike Kyoto had just been there forever. He's one of the only few referees there who you know by name still. It's like him and yeah. Charles Robinson, you know. Yeah. Um. Who? Thank God, he's you know still there. 
You need somebody um, to put the ring things. together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's true. It's true. Um, so bummer about that. I hope that he gets brought back eventually. But, you know, I think it's similarly, like you said, with a Mike Mark Eaton situation where it's like someone being paid a lot of money to do something that that someone would take a lot less to do normally, mm-hmm. you know? So um, bummer, huge, huge bummer. Um, Aiden English, Sarah Logan, uh, also bummers. Um, but, you know, it felt like both of them had kind of been treading water. Yeah. Had struggled to find something. Um, no, in terms, I, I mean, Aiden England, Aiden English had every, I mean, Aiden English's career is, is, is interesting to me. It's because he, it's not like he wasn't over because him, that whole Rusev day thing was over as over can be, but I guess he needed that. The whole Rusev day thing, because I guess he became a one hit wonder after that. It's like, okay, now that you can sing Rusev day over and over, what can you do? You know? Yep. And, um, I don't think they really gave Sarah Logan a shot. I don't. I mean, they had I think a that's fair. I think that's fair. stuff, but I think if they gave her like a real like character, which they kind of did, but they didn't really accentuate it at all. And you can't have somebody look tough and say they're tough and then never win, which she didn't. Sarah Logan's you know? one of those people who had, who would have been. Uh... Good with a, with a bunch of vignettes. If they had gotten vignettes over of her being this mountain woman, I think it would have helped a lot. I think it would have worked. I just think at the end of the day, Vince doesn't understand that lifestyle. Like I don't think no. he understands Sarah Logan. Like he no. looks at Sarah Logan, he's just confused. You know, like yeah. like she. What do you mean she doesn't like this and that, and she makes her cooks her own, you know, hunts her own food, like in gets married in a Viking lodge. Like, what does that mean? You know? And I, I just think it just didn't compute with him. It just never, it, mm-hmm. it felt like it never computed. Um, Heath Slater, man. And that, that one was another one bummed me out. You thought he was going to be there forever. You like, really did. Legacy. Yeah. I mean, well, cause he survived all the other ones. Yeah. Right? Back in the day when the, when these things were more uh, commonplace, when, when there'd be talent layoffs, um, he people was always, always the one thought where you, he, it was like JTG always, and Heath Slater, and then when and, and then when JTG got let go, it was always like, "Well, Heath Slater, better be careful." Um, but he lasted, and he always was over, like always, no matter what he did. People cheered it. People always liked any time Heath Slater was on TV, even the last time when he was like the sad referee being forced to be like the sad referee. People loved it. People were super into it, and then they they always just dropped it. The second like. They didn't need that thing anymore, that filler. Move on. And they just drop Heath Slater always. And, I mean, you got to give – if Heath Slater doesn't become one of the he- – when this is all said and done, when his career is over, if he doesn't become one of the best coaches in wrestling, like that you could go to the schools, I'd be shocked. Because Heath Slater has so much to teach. Yeah, So absolutely. much. He is so good in the ring. He has a great hand in the ring. He can take anything and make it work in terms of like a promo or a gimmick or anything. Like he was, even though there were extra, I mean, of course there was Jinder and Drew. He was 3MB. Like he was the, the connecting piece of 3MB. That's, that's why I really hope that he has the same thing that happened to Jinder and Drew. Jinder and Drew both got fired 
both left, both went out and went and got as jacked as they could get and tried to reinvent themselves to a certain degree. And it, it both got rehired when WWE needed more talent, you know, and, and both of them got world title runs now. I hope that within a few years we get just ripped Heath Slater returning just to like dominate. <laughs> and you know what's crazy to me is like you would think that they keep him around because he's proven how valuable he is time and time again in the sense that remember that whole run with the with the with the legends that would return and fight him? He worked all of them. All of them. Because he was the guy who could make them look good. Fucking psycho Sid. Like you know, like I think though it seems like they got rid of a lot of the people who can make people look good. That really felt yeah. like they were like, you know what? We don't really care. We need to protect us. Like, yeah. we know you're able to make people look good, but we need people who are going to make money for us right now. I think that was really, to me, the vibe I got from a lot of these names. Uh, so we also had Eric Rowan, which, you know, as, as much of a bummer for Eric Rowan as it is, similarly, uh, I, I shouldn't say similarly, it's almost like the opposite of Aiden English and Sarah Logan and some of these other people. It's, they tried everything in their power to find something for Rowan to work, and it just it just wouldn't stick. The spider was the death in the car. I mean, the nail. In it the was, coffin, dude. It was. I don't. And, and we both talked about this. There, were, when they first came up with the idea of Baron, I mean Baron, I mean Rowan carrying around some something in a cage. I highly doubt that they wanted it to be a spider at the beginning. But then they were like, nobody gives a shit. Let's just kill this thing. It's a fucking spider. And and, and he was the only and they, they threw everything in they they threw everything at Rowan. He was part of the Wyatt family. He was a bludgeon brother. He was with Daniel Bryan and he carried a fucking spider in a cage. He tried to kill a- he tried to kill Roman Reigns. They had that whole storyline that lasted for months. I mean they tried. I I, yeah. They tried. I don't know. I, and and to be honest, is I mean I was I, I root for Rowan. I I was I had I thought I thought his like extra shit he was doing on his on his Twitter cha- channel was so dope. It was definitely innovative, but unfortunately, I, unless unless somebody like a Harper or or a Brody Lee now vouches for him or who's worked with somebody who's worked with him in the past, I don't see a lot of companies jumping at the bit to to hire him. I think that it's a, it would be a mistake for AEW to sign him and put him in the dark order. And then it's just once again, Harper teaming with Rowan. Um, I think that. Do you understand you what, do you, do you agree with what I'm saying? Yes. Do you think yes. he offers anything to the, any, any companies that, uh, as he is now? I was going to say the same thing that to be honest with you, out of all these names, he's the one who I look at and I wonder if he even stays in wrestling. Like I look yeah. at, it, I go, I go, maybe, maybe. But like you said, I think that I don't know if he provides the same value as a Harper did to AEW or a Bray Wyatt would or something like that. I think that he was kind of the guy they always tried to get over and and it never worked. So I, I, unless there's something there that people just never really got to see that he can convince people of, I I don't know. I, I wonder the same thing if he's just someone that maybe we see do occasional indies here and there, but then 
probably done with them. I don't know. I Joey Janela brings him back for spring break 2035. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then we had the colognes. We kind of mentioned there's not a lot to talk about there. I mean, they've been gone. If for you, life. if, if you were, if you, if you were surprised they were still part of the roster, you wouldn't be blamed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd heard this might happen the night before and I was looking to the roster thinking, okay, well, if they're going to cut lots of people tomorrow, who could it be? And I looked at they were one of the first ones where I went like, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. They have any, they're wrestling in another promotion right now. <laughs> like, like yeah. there's, there's no reason to keep them. Um, Mike and Maria also made a lot of sense based on uh, them asking for their release and then not, and then coming back and all that stuff. And then asking for their release again after they got signed. Um, so that made a lot of sense. Um, no way. Jose, uh, was another one where I feel like. Well, we knew the minute he got called up, we were like, "How where can this go?" Here? Yeah, totally. If Adam Rose couldn't make it, you know, it'd be this this gimmick is going to have a tough life, you know, short shelf life. But, um, I, you know, with No Way Jose, also, I think that he probably okay. So, like, yes, he probably wasn't making a ton. You know, I'm sure he wasn't making like an exorbitant amount of money. But you know, when you look at it, his character was. Had a, needed to have a whole conga line of people <laughs> every yeah. time he comes out, um, and they definitely can't do that during the the audience crowdless shows or whatever. So um, that seemed like a cost cutting measure for sure. Like you don't have to spend a thousand dollars on his conga line every time he comes yeah. out. You know, um, Rusev, man, Rusev is. I just man, that one just blew me away. Blew like, me away. Think, I thought Vince loved him. Me too. He loves I thought, I, foreign villain heels. Like, I I thought if you would – I never in a million years would have thought that he would have been caught up in this. Me either. Especially after – and Lana keeps her contract, which is interesting. Yes. Well, and Lana did just re-sign. I think Rusev's deal was up in like a year and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I just – man, Rusev – Seemed like he was gonna be that he he, he he world champion, you know. <laughs> like I mean, Rusev was like a, a no brainer. You'd think, you know, homebred, um, beast of a guy can wrestle incredible his ass athlete. off. Yeah, incredible athlete. Um, can get over as a heel. Can get over as a face. Um, literally has everything you'd want from a professional wrestler. Like. Uh, charisma the look like he looks like a pro wrestler when he walks around he cares mm-hmm. like a pro wrestler um protects the business i yeah i that to one blew extent. me away <laughs> <laughs> to an extent Except uh, when he gets engaged <laughs> yeah uh i you know bummer just a huge bummer man huge bummer i all around but just, he is somebody that will give a lot to another company yes if he ever goes if I would be surprised if WWE doesn't reach out to him after this is over, to be honest. I'd be very surprised. I think if life resumes in the next, yeah. I don't, if, if things resume to normal, you would think that of out of all these names, Rusev, Zack Ryder, and EC3 will be in AEW as soon as possible, right? Yeah. I mean, Rusev seems like a no-brainer. Well, he, uh, would, he would have so much to offer. In, um, like, he would be dope as his real name. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, yeah. 
So I, I, and, and Zach, like we said earlier, seems like Cody is already champion for it. Uh, and uh, EC3 just makes sense. A guy who just can get over when he wants, but just wasn't given the opportunity. I mean, EC3, Rusev, and, and uh, yeah, EC3, Rusev, and Zack Ryder just have so much unlimited, untapped potential, I think, still. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm going to end things here. Uh, since you didn't watch NXT anyways, we won't get into NXT. Did you watch any of a di- uh, Dynamite at all? Uh, no, I was actually going to watch it today. I was actually okay. going to watch it as soon as I got off here. All right. I thought well, we were just going to talk about the releases, so I didn't. No, totally. It's not a, it's not a big I, – I, we, we've discussed plenty. Uh, we don't need to do a full review show of those. I think this is what really people wanted to hear about uh, the most. I'm still going to keep working on this. Hopefully it's done, but um, I think there are other names that people would know that haven't been announced yet. So uh, we'll see if more news starts to trickle in. Um, so hopefully make sure not. you – Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, but keep your eyes – Keep your eyes on ProWrestlingSheet.com throughout the next few days, just in case it does. Jamie, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on my socials, which is Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E, or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E I-O-V-I-N-E, or on my YouTube page. I'm constantly uploading stuff, so uh, check it out if you're bored. You can find me at Ryan Satin on social media. It's at Wrestling Sheet for the site and the show. Like I said, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. Check out our podcast feed as well. Uh, but if you're listening to this, you probably already know where it is. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 